Is that, am I here right now? Boom. Okay. Anytime? Yeah, whenever you're ready. All right. This is Raven no, Lightholm. Whoa, fuck. No, no, go ahead. Ready? This is Raven Lightholm, and you're listening to the Massacast, which is intended for adults 18 or over. And if you like this show, you should listen to Freedom of Fetish, my sex relationship and fetish advice podcast, available on iTunes and at www.freedomoffetish.com. Thanks for downloading this episode. And thank you to everyone who has donated to the podcast so far. Last episode, we were at 8% of our goal. Now, we're at 19.85%. As, as I say this, 36 people have donated so far. And that is such a nice feeling to know that so many people are enjoying the podcast. Now, that, at the same time, that's 36 people have donated out of 20,000, 30,000 a month. So all those other of you who haven't donated yet, you should feel the grip of guilt pushing down on you throughout your day. No. So uh, you can go to mastercast.com, click on the link there on the front page, you can see the donation page. Also, if you don't feel comfortable paying via PayPal, you can use the Amazon link and it's, uh, it comes up as a, you know, a name that doesn't sound kinky when you pay via uh, Amazon. However, I really want to stress, if you donate to get one of the many great gifts, like free bonus episodes, image content from Dum Dum for your website, really, please send me an email. Shoot me an email to let me know what email address I should give you all the details, because I don't want someone to donate, you know, 50 bucks for two bonus episodes, and then I send them, hey, here's your bonus episodes for that kinky podcast, and then you get outed because of it. So please be sure to email me um, your info of where you want the the gift set. Even if it's even if you're fine with me sending it to that link, please, please send it to me. I don't want to out anyone. And so I'm always going to err on the side of caution and not send you an email. Let me uh, read you a couple quick emails uh, that I've uh, we've received over this. Uh, people, these are when you donate, you can write a little note in the donation area, and uh, this, here's some here's here's some of the messages that people have sent. Um, Hi, I'm just a middle-aged vanilla guy who is interested in hearing about stuff that doesn't make too many appearances in my real life. Keep up the good work. Thanks. That's really nice. Here's another one someone sent me. Uh, I recently started listening to your podcast and have been enjoying them. When I listened to my first or second, you said you were taking a break after the 100th show. You said you needed a break. Now now you're having a fundraiser, which in my mind would support continuation of the show. I've never donated to a podcast, and I'm not sure I want to give to a cause. It's only to have it end shortly after. Don't worry. There, yes, I will be taking a short break, about a one-month break after the 100th episode, but you won't notice it because you'll still hear n- new episodes and stuff like that. But meanwhile, in the background, I'll be taking a break. But I'm going to, you know, record those ahead of time. Um, just sent a donation to the Massacast through PayPal. I should have donated long before, but better late than never, I hope. Thanks for all your hard work on the project. It has helped me immeasurably. Well, thank you. Here's one. And a little note we had from someone uh, from my f- motherland, Norway. I've, this is the first time anyone from Norway has ever donated. Hi, my name is Ashley. I'm from Norway, and thanks to my awesome boyfriend, Robin, I got to know about this fantastic podcast. Here's $10 for you. It's not very much, but I hope it helps. I hope the Massacast won't close down. It won't. I learned so much. Hugs and friendly face slaps from Ash. P.S. If you feel like credit your donors, I allow mentioning my name and my boyfriend's since he made me listen to the Massacast. So, Ash and Robin, 
thank you so much for donating. From Norway, uh, I'm glad you didn't ask me to say your last name. Even though I am Norwegian by heritage, I can only say uh, Lutfisk, Rumagaut. I've actually made Sad Rumagaut. Ufta, my grandma always said Ufta all the time. All right. Uh, but it's so nice to know that uh, people in Norway, maybe if I can go to, my, to the land of my people, uh, you can show me around and, uh, and uh, Sad and I can see the kinky people of, of Norway. All right. So thanks again for all those kind notes. And thank you for donating if you have. And if you haven't yet, go to it. Pretty please. This episode is such a special episode. One of Saad's best friends, Mistress Widow, we have, we have been pushing her, we have been begging her to come on the show, and then finally, finally, she said yes. And this has turned out to be one of our favorite episodes. When you hear, you'll understand why. Here it is, without further ado, Mistress Widow. So, uh, Saad? Yes? The day that we never thought... Uh, would arrive has arrived. I know it's uh, it's almost too hard to believe. It's rather surreal. This is someone who we've been asking to be on the show for three years. Three years now. Um, she was a friend of yours long before she was a friend of mine, uh, but now she's a friend of mine as well. Partner uh, in kink. Partner in kink. People. Those mm. of you. She probably doesn't even need an introduction, but uh, among her uh, many accolades are she was the uh, brainchild and I guess you could say inventor of pigs in a blanket. She, she founded. Don't get their hopes up. She founded uh, Apple Computer, along with Steve. She was a silent partner, silent partner in it. Uh, if you're kinky, you would really appreciate her. We have her to thank. She invented rope, and she's also known as the Fifth Beetle. Uh, Mistress Widow, thank you so much for coming. On the show. Welcome to the podcast. Don't applaud. Just so you've you've heard the show before. Yes. And why why would you did you always say no? I, I would ask you time and time and time and time again. Saad would ask you. You've got so much to talk about. Well, that's the thing. I didn't think I have anything to say. You are one of the other kinkiest bitches I have ever known. <laughs> you have inherently so much to talk about. You're a unicorn. Yeah. Um. You've been part <clears throat> of the community for almost a decade, or at least a decade. What's going on? I should think it is. I've been in this since I was 18. Frequent party player, a professional dominatrix, an all-around kinkster, and yeah, I can't think of how you <laughs> not have so much to talk about because I've been there with you for at least uh, six years of it. So, uh, so let's let's uh, start from the beginning. We'll try. Um, you're are you, you're from the area. Yeah. You grew up around here, mm-hmm. and. Um, was there at first you consider yourself bi? Yes. Equal it, opportunity. Are you like 50-50 bi or more 60? I think now I'm pretty much 50-50? Yeah, pretty much like even. You go in you go in in waves or Well, usually I'm more attracted to the female uh, side of the couple than the male, but right now it's like can happen either way. But you say the couple. Is it cuz you you usually go for couples? Is that what you're saying or When I'm at a party if I'm looking if I'm on I usually meet a couple I usually know to look, check out the, the woman first so when did you first realize what, what came first you knew you were kinky or you knew you were bisexual kinky yeah I knew I was kinky first how did that happen I was pretty much goes like back to like grade school I remember growing up and I would like just grab all like my um, beads and my dad's neckties and just tie my sisters to chairs until they couldn't <laughs> move I like just 
have them sit down, like just tie their legs or arms, and then can you move? Yes. And my mother would come in and say, untie your sister. I'm like, but it's perfect. I can't untie her now. But I remember, um, I just want, they were just, but both of them were my dolls. They were my, my experiment of what I wanted to try. Yeah. They wouldn't really let me hurt them, but I once shaved one. I cut one of their hair just because I wanted to see what would just, just different looks on her. Yeah. I was just like, just sit still. <laughs> but then, that's a new look. That was good. And and then okay, so that's that's like so where it starts. But where when did you realize that okay, I like tying people up and it's and it's part of my sexuality. When did that happen, or was did that come much later? I think really when I first noticed, well, like I would stay home and I found a a movie in my dad's drawer uh, drawer called "I Spit on Your Grave." Oh, that's I think, a good one. I don't think I masturbated so much when I was watching that. I was like. 11 or 10 years old 10 or 11 and I remember watching that and every time I was sick that went right to that drawer it was like my go-to sick movie just to make me feel better (laughs) so but describe the movie I've never seen it is it a gore movie is it a kink movie oh I spit on your grave is uh this woman uh gets gang raped by like five guys and then seeks revenge and like just the one that always stood out to me is like I know she got she cuts a guy's cock off in the tub and (laughs) sorry I don't know why I laughed at that (laughs) (laughs) It was the way you said it. It's not like, hey, a cock tub. Um, what was, so was it her actions that Yeah, got it's you how off? she took control of the situation, pretty much. It's mm-hmm. like she just, she survived after this like terrible thing that happened to her, but she wasn't like one of those like wimpy, weepy chicks mm-hmm. you see on Lifetime. <laughs> she actually... Take that, Meredith Baxter, Bernie. <laughs> Dick. So like she actually just started like just plotting her revenge and like just to hurt these guys back I thought that was fantastic and this was in his like drawer this, this was in like my dad's like sock drawer really well he had like a whole bunch of porn of like nuns strapped to like stretchers um like he had all these all these like I can't remember what the name of these books were but like the cover of them all had like some kind of torture in the front and it's then... called the bible <laughs> <laughs> I remember the whole, like, he used to have a pile of them, but then, like, they found out that my sisters and I were going through them, and they threw them away. Aww. I know. I was so Girl. upset about that. Have you, have, have you brought it up to them at all? I, you know, they actually remade I Spit on Your Grave to now for till, for 2010, because I suggested it to someone, and he started telling me about it. I said, he really liked it. And I'm like, yeah, I saw the movie when I was, like, 10 or 11. He's like, there's cell phones in it. Like, how can you have possibly seen this when you were 10? I'm like, you saw the wrong one. They apparently remade this movie. And I told my dad, I was like, Dad, you know they remade I Spit on Your Grave? He's like, part two or part one? I'm like, is it part two? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you told him that? Oh, oh, yeah, he knows. So does he know? He, but he also forgets within an hour. Oh, okay. So, but uh, no, he knows and he's actually asked me to borrow it. So does your family know you're kinky? Yes. Yeah, my, I'm out to my entire family. Yeah. As my mom at first was like, my daughter, my little girl. And I was like, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she just kept saying, like, like, what happened and stuff like that. So I just started sending her, like, literature, like, here and there, just for her to read and be more comfortable. And, like, she's like, I don't understand why you want to do that to people or have anything like that done to yourself. And after a while of actually just telling her and explaining each kind of situation I've been in or just what kind of scenes and what it's done for that person and myself... She's actually opened up to me and said that if she knew the vocabulary when she was younger, she would have been into it herself. And in, I thought that was really cool. In those earlier memories, were you, when you were fantasizing, were you more dominant or submissive or switch? Or what was your... 
Or was it just kink it was a thing and it didn't really matter? Um, huh. I think in the more in the beginning, I was more on the submissive side. Because mm-hmm. when I first came out, I thought I was a submissive. That's when, like, when I would start looking up things. And it wasn't until I actually started going to parties that um, someone was like, are you a top or a bottom? I'm like, oh, I'm a bottom. He's like, you're not acting like it. <laughs> you're, you're telling everybody what to do. And you're expecting like people like to come up to you. And it's and like when someone, yeah, and I was just like, I wasn't And he wasn't top. suggesting that you were topping from the bottom. No, exactly. you're topping. Right. Yeah, it was pretty much you're, you're not, like he would try to do something to me and I would just fight it the whole way. But I kept telling myself, I'm like, yeah, I want it. <laughs> yeah, go for it. And then like my body was not agreeing with what I was saying at all. So it's just, I guess, I don't know if it's more public, because I can play Switch, like, when I know the person, if I, like, in public, be a submissive, but it's just, it takes so much trust for me, and yeah. I really need to know that you know how to play, so you know, so I know that you know what you're doing. So there's no, so you don't have to always be second-guessing the person? Or? Right. Because then I know if, like, you don't know, like, nearly um, as much as me, I'm going to start calling you out, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> don't do not do that I do that to like doctors when they pierce me I'm like oh, I'm gonna have a bruise now <laughs> you just went you, this way you're doing it wrong yeah so when did you first was, was it this around the same time when you realized you were bi or no I realized I was bi in like probably like middle school end of like end of middle school like 8th grade I knew I was into girls because I kept we do the whole note exchange when you're that young and this one girl told me that she had a fantasy of me eating her out on the sink in the girls' locker room. Wait, what? How old are you at this time? I was in seventh grade. So okay. I'm thinking. It's not reasonable. crazy. So you were passing with. So okay, it back was, up. So you were passing notes with this girl who said she had a fantasy. Well, yeah, it was like it was. It kept going on like where she would always sit on my lap during gym class, and like I was always playing with her hair, and that's like the notes started getting like really sexual, and then. She's like, oh, but I have a boyfriend now, and we were, like, made a pact. Like, at the end of eighth grade, if we weren't with someone, we would get together for high school. But she moved. She moved? She moved. Have and you Googled no, her? No, I, well, no, I tried to Facebook her, and I, she, not around. I was bummed. But Kinky, I was probably, um, right after I got a computer, finally. Like, I actually was able to start, like, looking things up, but I knew I was into, um, piercing, because, like, even in class, um... I would just start like piercing my hand or my arm with like a safety pin, and then you really you get shouldn't... a safety pin into your arm. It's rather dull. Yeah, I you worked it out. It. I would. I, I managed God. to get five safety pins through, and it was it looked like a corset on my arm, like on the top part of my forearm. So I just thought it looked really cool, and then I made the mistake of showing the person next to me, and I never saw someone go so just, like ghost white, <laughs> and like I was like. Never mind. <laughs> like, never mind. <laughs> but damage was done. So you were Googling. You were, you were at the Yahooing or mm-hmm. Alta Visting. Uh, you were AOLing. Oh, the chat yeah, rooms. Yeah, you've got mail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking chat room. Did you meet anyone from the internet at all? Yes. I mean, at, at that early age? When, um, it was like the per- first person I met in the kink lifestyle uh, was Bo from Tess on mm-hmm. um, the Human Spiegel Society. Took me a year and a half to actually meet him because I kept exchanging online with him and I had nobody that wanted to go with me. Yeah. None of my friends. My sisters didn't want to come with me. I didn't want to go by myself until just one day I was like, "You said fuck, fuck it." Yeah, I said fuck <laughs> it, and I'm like, "I'm just gonna go." And it's it's uh, for those people who don't know, Tess is sort of like it, it's a community. They do have play parties, but it's a lot. A lot of it is. Uh, 
um, classes and lectures and things like yeah. that. What was your first TESS event? Do you remember? My first TESS event was TESS Fest. Oh, well, it was TESS Fest. Yeah, it was TESS Fest. You went, I, so wait, so you, you didn't fuck I around. went to one meeting, like right. one class. Can't remember for the life of me what my first class was, but like literally it was that class and he goes, you should volunteer for TESS Fest. All right, sure. I didn't have a room to stay in. I had like just like whatever I can drive down there, stay for my shift, mm -hmm. and then just go back in my car. So what I was doing was parking in the parking lot, just bringing in a suitcase, changing in the bathroom, bringing my stuff back to my car, and then just walking around the whole time, and then just sleeping in my car. So it was pretty much just me walking around trying to figure out who people were. So I was just observing the did, entire time. Did you socialize a lot or just kind of stay, keep to yourself? Or? Then I kept to myself. Yeah. Then I, I was, can't even picture it. I can't even picture right it. now. If you go to if you go to an event with with Widow, it's uh, it's like Norm from Cheers. <laughs> like, Widow, everyone just constantly. Yeah, social butterfly does not cover it. No, that's not even half of it now. No, I stayed because I was I didn't know anyone. So who was I going to talk to? I didn't know what to talk about. Yeah. I didn't know how to start a conversation with these people. It's like so I hear you hit people. <laughs> so what's that like? <laughs> I couldn't do it, but I, you know, I just walked around. I remember I did have a tank top that said Boy Beater on it, so I got a lot of attention from that. So that was the icebreaker. Did you play with anyone that first time? No, I didn't, but I did recognize somebody from the swing. Well, somebody recognized recognized me from the swing scene and when I was... this time you were already established in the swing scene? Someone recognized, yeah. When I went to this kink party, this woman comes up to me, and I really didn't know who she was because she had, like, on the cat ears and the tail, and I was just like, okay, little cat. And she's like, last time I saw you, you were in a hot tub with two other girls with high heels. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and she up? found her friend. <laughs> what? Okay, well, so let's back up. The swing scene. You got into that before you got into the king scene. Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, working at Outback. Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> yeah. There are a bunch of sexy motherfuckers over there at Outback. What? How did that happen? I started at Outback and I was just, um, I'm here, I'm queer, get used to it. I didn't, I don't know, I guess I was really just proud, damn it. And, um, ba ba ba. So I was just like, just wanted to get it out of the way, I guess. So I was like, yeah, like chicks and dudes, whatever. But this one girl, Casey, uh, she taught like she started like talking to me and uh, she's like you should really come to one of my parties I was like what the fuck's a swinger party and I you know I went back and I looked it up and I'm like oh shit and I'd said no for like I think five months six months and she would always invite me she'd like we had um this ticket system at Outback where you had to like write down the main meal salads and then um appetizers and always on the little like tickets you had to do like the temperature for the steak we would write like make out coupons in the freezer or like right. just go like do something like in the back or like go to the bathrooms or something like that so that started once i started like actually flirting with her and getting to know her i was like i want to go to this party but i'm so you know you guys idea. would make out at outback steakhouse in, in the, the freezer, freezer. <laughs> in the freezer <laughs> How? We would give each other coupons and like stuff. Wait, would so you mean like, here's a coupon to make out with me, that type of thing? Or it was like, meet me in the freezer for oh. like 20 minutes. And how long? So, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> people would hate me if I didn't follow this up. This is like, for those people who go to Outback and sometimes like, what's taking so long for our food? Now they're like, well, who cares? They're making out in the back room. That's why. You guys would just go make out in the freezer for a half hour or for no, half, we, we, five, like, ten minutes? Like five minutes. Half hour, yeah. it's a freezer. Fuck, yeah. I don't know. If you get it hot <laughs> no. enough, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's for five minutes. And then like one of us, I wore lipstick. I had to like 
do like two rosebuds like on her nipples like so she would have to go around the entire shift knowing that my lipstick was on her nipple right um i'd make her like turn like her panties in backwards stuff like that i don't know so you were sort of the dominant one in that oh yeah oh yeah like it was just kind of fun that was like really like my first experience topping a woman too but it was like i didn't know what i was doing until i was just like seeing what i can get away with so so she kept inviting you to her she kept inviting me to these parties and then um Finally, it was just like it was after a shift, and I just was really like I was really into her. So I was like, and she actually lived like around the block from me, mm-hmm. so it was perfect. So I was like, all right, I went to there's a Hulahans that was right next to the Outback, this whole little restaurant area, and so I had a White Russian and a car bomb, and I was like, let's do this, <laughs> and it was just like liquid courage that got me. So you you show up? What was I ahead. showed up, and her husband answered the door, and he was like, holy shit, you're here. I'm like where's Casey it's like she's in there and she was literally like on the couch with like two other chicks and their husband's watching <laughs> and uh I just walked in I like just said I like went right for her picked her up and I was like where's your bedroom and then just like brought her into her room and that was like my first impression it was great for her she walked in and stole the mistress she of the still, house yeah she's she still talks to me about that sometimes she's like oh, I remember that time you go to a swingers party now I talk to everybody. Yeah. I go up to everyone. It's pretty much just if I want to talk to you, I'll talk to you. How often do you go to swingers parties? When work allows it. As much as I can. Like probably once or twice every six months now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I imagined you were going to swingers parties like a couple times a month or something. Oh, no. I wish. No? <laughs> I get invited yeah. practically every night. What? Every just, night? Like, yeah. On like the swinger sites that I'm on. So... <laughs> for for someone who I just imagined you, your inbox must be <laughs> like 115 unread emails yeah, it's just no, like, like a whole hey, bunch of guys just saying how about you come and suck my cock I'm like how no so when you go to a swinger party I mean I've only I've, I've been to a couple of events that were sort of swingerish and they're all kind of you know they're not what they're not what you imagine right a, a friend of ours uh always complains because they're not like the uh the was it Jen, jack not janet jackson video but it's not like the what madonna is, video oh it's she, she it's not like a madonna video right it's it's more of like a uh it's not a bunch of athletes it's a bunch of americans <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah. how often when you i mean do you go and is it a different story is it a different type of swingers party you go to and where you're more more likely to be attracted to people or is it just a crapshoot no matter where you go or it's it's hit or miss. A lot of the house parties is more of a crap, crap shoot if you really don't know who's inviting you. Like, I went with a friend. They're like, oh, you should come to my friend's swinger party. I'm like, all right. I was like, oh, God, I have a headache. I, just, I can't. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad. I always hear that swingers parties kind of get started around, like, midnight, about an hour before, you know, the party's about to shut down or something like that. Is that pretty typical or? Depends on the party. Like, sometimes you can go the whole time and no one will even get naked. Like, they won't even take off a sock. They'll just, like, <laughs> sit around and be, like, just staring at everyone, waiting for somebody else to make the first move, but nobody's attracted to anybody else, so they don't. And then that's like, I'm like, I'm just going to go. And that's kind of better, because then you don't have to feel awkward about being naked and refusing people. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, but usually when I go, if I do go by myself, it's... Like, I, um, like, if I don't want to approach anyone, then I'm just the single person standing there with no one to talk to. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if you weren't standing, you'd have everybody to talk to. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. I know there's, uh, 
I don't know why I <laughs> delayed reaction to that comment there. So a, a lot of the unicorns I know, and for those people who don't know, a unicorn is a single female at a swingers party. Single or bisexual a, female. Single bisexual. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the unicorns I know, they don't approach other people. They wait to get approached. Um, but you're quite the opposite. You approach Yeah, I, I do the approaching. How do you... How do you how do you do that? You just show up, if you see a couple you're interested in, you just go, hey, how's it going, wanna fuck? Or what? how does that work? Well, usually, um, I always, like, at least know one person when I go there. Now, like, at least I'll know the host, or yeah. like, I'll have some kind of exchange, so at least I'll, I'll go right to him, and then I'll just kind of scope the room, and then I'll just start talking to people. Like, I'll see, like, um, what she's about, and, like, what, where he is. Um, just see how they're interacting with other people. So I people watch for a bit, just to see their body language, and... So what are you looking for when you're looking, when you, let's say if there's a couple, I mean, if you're, if you're an ideal couple, you go to a swingers club, what are you really looking for? I mean, what are you hoping for? I don't really have some kind of like specific thing that I'm looking for. I guess just more confidence. Like I don't want them to be like hiding in a corner somewhere. I want them to be talking to other people as well. Yeah. I want them to be having a good time just as much as we all are. That's, I don't want them to be like, oh, I'm just my first time. I just want to do this right here. And I'm like, I'm not going to teach you at the party. Right. So if you're going to come to the party... Like, you shouldn't be ready to play. You've told us in the past nightmare stories of couples. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I want to share some with us? And so uh, that, that, way, that, that way, other couples who are either hoping to approach you or be approached by you or other unicorns in the future, they can they can learn from your bad I like experience. boldness. Your adventures. Like, I like, I like someone to, like... Um, if I come up to them, it's like they start like really engaging. It's not just like I'm like I'll be like, hey, you know what's up, and they'll be like, hey. <laughs> I'm like I want them to actually just start like having like give me something to go off of, like feedback, like match my energy if I'm gonna be throwing this out there. Yeah. Um, one horror story at a party, and I was actually there meeting with a couple that I've played with before, and it was more along my friend was trying to play with this couple, and then they saw me and they're like, oh, it's all play all about it i was like yep let's go in here like we had like a couple drinks uh just try to like break the ice and a little bit later we started playing with each other but i didn't want to play with him i was not attracted to him at all but i was attracted to her and but the other girl was attracted to both of them so i'm like all right well i'm just gonna play with her and like i just um, I play with the two girls. This requires a diagram. <laughs> I know. So, you're, so there, it's two. I didn't want to so play with So it's three girls him. and one guy. Um, he's watching me and the other two girls. Okay. I didn't. It was just. It was you something no about him that I just didn't want to play with him. Right. But um, I get up to leave because now, the other um girl I'm with, her husband comes by, so I'm like, all right, couple on couple can play. So I leave, um, to go just. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but I was like, I wanted to go smoke or go mm -hmm. drink something, something else. But this woman like comes out and starts screaming at me. She's like, no, you have to fuck my husband now. Like, you have to fuck him. And she's like, if I play with them, you have to fuck my husband. I was like, what? Yeah, started like coming out, like screaming Jesus at me, Christ. saying that if you, like, like that's the whole purpose. That, that's why she's there, is to have her husband fuck other women. I'm like, I'm not... There's no way I'm fucking him now. Like, I didn't want to fuck him before this. There's no way I'm going to fuck him now after this. Be like, okay, no, I'll fuck him. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Yeah, well, I guess. I suppose okay. so, but... Um, what do you think was... Do you think it was because their agreement was, okay, you get to play with other girls, but I get to fuck too? I actually or? know that type. 
like the guy, he'll sick his wife on other women to bring back to him because right. he doesn't want to do the effort. Mm. Those men are useless. <laughs> Those you, if you're out there, just stop. Well, it, 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 <laughs> it, I, it, I know swingers couples who have said that. You know it's almost always better to have the woman approach the woman. Right, but not as a fishing line. Right. It's not, because like if the woman's coming up, then it's like you're engaging with the woman. You're like, oh yeah, I want to play with you. And then she goes, and here's my husband. And then, well, who the, the fuck switcheroo. are you? Yeah. yeah, well, who the fuck are you? It's just like, um, just a lot of the times, it's just, there's a reason why he needs the wife or the girlfriend to, to make the intro because he sucks at it. I don't know, it's just, how these type of men, at least at my experience, have come across. You mean it's almost sort of manipulative? Like they're manipulating their wives? To oh, totally. Oh, okay. Oh, indefinitely. Like, I've seen one where we actually went to the party and I already knew this going in, but I was there for her because she wanted me to come out with her. And because I got to play with another couple, he blamed her. Oh, my God. He blamed her and then stormed out of this party and she was like calling after him crying hysterically and I had the keys to the car so he started walking he just left the party and started walking because he's being a little pissy boy That's why. so so when you say play because I mean playing kink is different from play oh I was fucking I was fucking a couple so it's it's full on sex between yeah. both of them right okay so one thing I've always wondered and, and I've even read and I've talked to other people too is appropriate threesome etiquette. You always hear like, okay, if it's a couple, they should always focus on the wife or the girlfriend, or they fo- or they both focus on the third person. Hey. The guy should rarely be the focus of attention. Is that? In the beginning, yeah, it's because usually, um, at least more times than not, it's the husband who like will suggest the the scene, and the woman is more about it, but she's like still doesn't know how to approach anyone. Mm-hmm. So if someone comes, if they actually like break the ice with another couple, it's usually focused to be on the wife to make her feel comfortable, to like get her like just to relax and be at ease and like see if she'll bite. Pretty much. Do you think the wives have a uh, greater probability of having trouble with jealousy? No, I've seen equal. I've seen it where um, I've come up to a couple before and I started talking to them and when I started giving the wife more attention, he kind of just stormed off or like he would sulk or one would sulk and then um, like the wife will start keep keep bringing it back to the husband. But it's like it goes both ways. I've seen where the wife gets super jealous or the husband gets super jealous. But I've seen more of the wives. Definitely more more on the wives part. Because if he starts paying attention to me... And he's not giving enough attention to the wife, um, then it's it's very walking on eggshells there. Yeah. I've so had, are I've you, had do bad you, experiences kind of, with that. Like, what, what was your best experience at the swingers club? What keeps you going to this day? I think I just like meeting new people. I just go because I know I'm gonna have fun, and I see if who I'll meet there is more just the social aspect aspect of it. I just go to meet new people. So those people who don't know, Rapture was the dungeon where Sod worked, and this is where you guys met. This is where we met, um, uh, ages ago, we was like, how long is it? It was a long time a ago. A long fracking time ago. 
And um, ba ba my first time there, it's like I had to like go talk to like the manager. And, like, mm-hmm. I remember they were doing a video shoot there, and it was Mistress Brooke, and they were gonna do sounds. No idea what sounds were, <laughs> yeah. what it was, but here comes this beautiful woman, long red hair, red dress, look, look like Jessica Rabbit. And she starts putting a knitting needle down his urethra. Or what looks like a knitting <laughs> yeah. needle, we should say. That's well, yeah, exactly. I, I, that's it's in my in my brain. I was like, oh my god, oh my god! Like my mouth behind the camera was like from like from where I stand like to the floor. I was like, oh, holy shit! It's going all oh my god! It went all the way down. <laughs> oh my god! And like I, she's doing it. She's like, stay still. And, like, he's, like, writhing there. And then they took that one out and put in an electric one, which doesn't go in as easy. No, it needs needs some persuasion. So you have to really, like, push that fucker in and then turn it on. And that fascinated the hell out of me. I'm like, I want to do this to somebody. And uh, I started talking to her about it. And she just starts, like, explaining what it was and, like, how to, like, actually do it safely and everything. And I remember my first time doing it. After that, it was like the most awkward experience ever because he had one that kind of just hooked around his corona and then is like part of the corona, but then a piece went in. Oh, the Slim Jim attachment. Yeah. Like when, but I learned with the rods and the rosebuds, I did not have any idea how to use this piece (laughs) of jewelry. looking device. This piece of jewelry. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do everything the safe way. I'm like, I know how to sterilize you i know not to like everything else but it's just like okay you have to guide me on how to like actually like because i didn't understand how to like get it in there and then get it around his corona at the same time it was an experience but you seem to enjoy it oh it was, it was you still fascinated. Glow just talking about it i was fascinated like crazy <laughs> and like he, I, he had to have seen that too because he was all about it he's like yeah you want to do this and this <laughs> God, that, that, <laughs> he's so like awkward. he's like oh, i'm gonna do yeah, this to and my then penis? what i'm like and then what and he's like and he just started coaching me on how to torture his cock is awesome <laughs> cool fast, fast forward like now the three of you are still best friends you Brooke yeah and Sodder are you guys are yes we are as, as Pete and Carrot now how did how did you two meet we met at Rapture and um I actually met via Arden first because that's who thrash introduced me to so i usually just started scheduling my schedule around her because she was the only one i knew mm-hmm. then school got in the way and i had a switch and so i started taking on sessions where sod was the head uh for the night but we didn't like i tried to talk to her and she had won nothing she was like <laughs> whatever you're gonna turn over and like five months or like four or less months. no yeah because like apparently to, to be i mean it was it was cold of me at the time, but we had gone through, like, we had just lost almost seven straight girls that I had put so much time and effort into training and all the promises and the promises, and I was just like, fuck it, you know, if they stick around for more than a couple of weeks, then I'll give them the time of day, and I was just so not into uh, the new hiring influx, and so I, I was a bit cold. I, I was cold. So you said, like, I give you two weeks. That was, like, your first interaction with that? Uh, mine was, like... Hey, how are you? I'm Widow. Hey. <laughs> right back to the screen. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was very I was very good about answering email in those days. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and then I had, um, when I scheduled for the same night as her, I was in school and I was learning how to draw and I was a music major. 
And then I'm like, she's like, I was drawing something and I needed help with it. She's like, I draw. I'm like, cool. And then I started talking to her about a concert though. She's like, I play sax. I'm like, I play sax. And we just started, I don't know. Um, and then just kind of went and from there. And then she had a car at the time. So occasionally, you know, because we would end shift around the t- same like, time, she would drive me home oh, and we yeah. would start listening to her. Like, you like Pantera? I like Pantera. Oh, well, we're at your apartment. Let's just keep going. Let's let's take another tour down the FDR. Yeah, I was just saying, we would just go for rides on the FDR, just blast. Oh, do you remember the chick the with the cashews? Yes. Okay, well, I, <laughs> I, I don't. Neither do the listeners. So one night we're driving around and we're uh, we come off the FDR and we're just heading north again, listening to music, and we've got the windows down. It's a nice night. It's like 3.30 in the morning, and this taxi pulls up next to us, and there's two girls in it that are very, very drunk, and they've got something like either peanut M&Ms or, or I think it was nuts of yeah, some, some sort of like cashews or almonds or something. And um, they're like, hey, you want some? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, sure. She just sticks her head out the window and says, throw it in my mouth. And they just start throwing these nuts into the car because all the windows are open. But I think they did actually get one in mm-hmm. your mouth. <laughs> I forgot. So, that, was, that was a night. That was fun. Yeah, but it was, our our true bonding was over, um, I think the Moulin Rouge had come out a year or two before, and we both just really loved the rendition of Roxanne in that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so one night, um, she had driven all the girls over to my apartment, and everybody, had, you know, I've got this amazingly well-stocked bar because I never drink. Their bottles are disappearing fast, girls are getting shit-faced drunk, I mean, we've got one girl puking in the bathroom, another girl puking out over the fire escape, and then the spanking contest starts. I remember that. So it, was a, so it was a bunch of girls splayed out, getting spanked? And then, you know, when my hand's all, like, blistered and burning red and hot Two and tired and stuff, she and I are still fairly sober, and um, she sees my copy of the Moulin Rouge, and we put that on, and we both, like, skip to the, the Roxanne song, and we sing it together, and she's got it on video. It's pretty funny, but, yeah, that was the moment that sealed the deal for us, was singing Roxanne very Spanking poorly. other women. Yeah, spanking women together and singing Roxanne. Which so, truly brought us together. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that guys especially imagine when a bunch of women get together, they think tickle fights, pillow fights, spanking... That actually actually happens. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it happens. Get a bunch of dominatrices together without anybody to direct that um, energy onto, and then it just starts being shared amongst them. You know, there were a number of occasions when we'd all be at the studio and nothing would be happening, and so, you know, one of us, or namely me, would get bored and I'd just go out into the red room and start practicing with the single tail and. You know, a rope. Just, yeah, hitting a piece of twine with the single tail as many times as I could, and all the girls would come in, oh, I'm bored, oh, oh, try it on me, let me see how much I can take. Next thing you know is you've got the entire shift of people just standing in line waiting for their turn in front of the single tail. You guys could have made so much money streaming that. <laughs> yeah, that's what people say, but some, <laughs> some, some things are just for fun. You, you know, even in a work environment, not everything can be for money. That's true. I walked in on... Uh, one of the girls just, um, two girls were sitting next to each other and to keep warm, they were like using a Hitachi on each other. 
to keep warm. Yeah, because they were like, it was just like, they kept, kept uh, going back and forth through each other. And I was, when I would walk in, like everyone, you'd call me like a walking heater because I was just always warm. So they're like, oh, wait, oh, let me stick my face in your tits. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what kind of work conditions were you guys in? Have you had Fantastic. This? Fantastic <laughs> work the conditions. Christmas oh, man, we're fun. So now I know every time when Saad says, oh, it's really cold, will you come masturbate me? I, I know what, what's going on now. I know and it's perfectly... A precedent has been set. That's, mm-hmm. that's insane. You walked in. Were they clothed? Uh, they had on like a shirt, but they weren't wearing pants. So, okay, hold on. They're first sitting all, there like, all, just like in a shirt. Story, right? Just in like two chicks just sitting there in like a regular like t-shirt, like a baby doll t-shirt. And then they were just like holding the Hitachi onto each other. <laughs> I hate to be the person to bring this up. If they were wearing pants, they would have been warmer. Yeah, but that's no fun. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I just wanted <laughs> to... Sometimes you got to get the blood boiling. Okay. They could have just came out of a session or getting ready to go. What did you news. react? What did you say? When you're like, hey, ladies. Uh, whoa. No, I walked in and I said, I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much verbatim. That's I amazing. <laughs> That's gotta be so surreal to work in a situation like that. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've heard Saad tell stories about the fun times you guys had together, but I never imagined. <laughs> no, all right. It, it just, it just, it kind of, it kind of amazes me a little bit. Yeah, we had some pretty good times. We had some rough times. You know, every dungeon has its horror stories, but I think trying to think of widow's widow's horror story pretty much takes the cake this is maybe a year or two after we started filming and this story oh i know you're talking about this story you know is the epitome (sighs) of the importance of um, i'll let her tell she'll probably tell it better than i (laughs) do you want who wants someone's got to tell it I don't care who says yeah, it. Was, it, was, uh, it was, okay, so she was getting ready for a video. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a video. She, she asked him hard limits and asked for yeah. disclosure of health concerns everything. and everything. And he forgot something. Like, he had just had eye surgery, like, the day before. And he's like, I really like it when people slap my face. And I'm like, okay. So I started doing it, and his eyeball... Fucking falls out of his eye. Oh my god! Pops right out of his fucking skull. Oh was, my like, god! It was like it was like half out, and like he was blinking, and I can see his eye <laughs> oh. squishing. Oh god! And <laughs> oh no! It freaked me out. It she wouldn't slap anybody in the face. For I don't. Years. I do not. I still don't. I still don't. I'm like no. Holy shit! And he was just like. He was blinking. Oh, yeah, I forgot I had eye surgery. Yesterday. He's blinking, and I can see it squishing, and oh. I had to leave. And I walked in, and I told Saad, and I was like, um, he has to go to the hospital. Um, like, you guys haven't even started yet. <laughs> what happened? It was like, it was the warm-up for the video. She was, they were just introducing themselves. Yeah, it was the warm-up. <laughs> Later on, he kind of took away the guilt, though. He tried to get, like, free sessions out of me. Um... Because but it was his fault. But I'm not I was, saying it worked. Yeah, no, it didn't. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> but I was just like, look at this guy. I know what I'm going to do from now. Whenever we're at a party or something like that, <laughs> I'll be like, don't fucking play with Widow. <laughs> slapped a guy's eye fucking came out of his head. That, his oh, God, I remember that. I, for, I forgot who, like, we had the manager then and, like, she had to take him to the hospital. What, so, but he turned out to be okay, obviously. Yeah, 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 he was fine. He was fine. That's Nothing fucking happened. crazy. I really want to be there when he had to explain that 
Like, what caused your eye to pop out of your head? Holy shit. How, how have I known... We've known each other for about three years, and you've never told me this fucking story before. How for can this you, for this reason? You now you have it. the same reaction as everyone else does. Oh my god! Yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty what pretty else good. are you hiding from me? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I've heard other horror stories in there, but I feel like that one sucked. That was an experience. <laughs> how old were you when you started working? Hmm. How, how old were you when you started working there? I raptured 22, So you had been in the kink scene for a while. Yeah. And but at the same time, you you didn't know anything about sounds when you started there. I mean, there right. was a lot of well, stuff. I had just came back from like test fest, and I went to all the beginner classes. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much how to talk to somebody, negotiations, right. you know, make sure you're doing shit clean. His eye, <laughs> his fucking eye. Yes, his eyeball left eye. eye, his left eye. God damn eyeball, it, my dear eyeball, out of the head. You you discovered a lot of things that you ha- wouldn't you didn't discover before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. You'd... Well, I, when I went to um, ba, 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 when I went to the event first, it was pretty much just learning anything that was there. So I had like an inclination of what else would I come across before asking anyone else like a question about it or just practicing it. Yeah. Like I didn't know anything about flogging or single tail or. And flogging I got, is I got... one of the things she's really amazing at. Yeah, you're, I love a, it. you're a kick-ass flogger. Oh, I love it. Flogging, I just love the the rhythm of it. Like I really get focused and just. I watch like how the skin goes from like white to pink. Um, just I love it though, and it's just like, and it's I feel like it's it doesn't it's a good like starter too, like especially for beginner players too. When I get a lot of, a lot of like the swing scene, I'm like, oh, I can do this, and it doesn't it's not too scary. Yeah. Um, to like introduce to someone, so it's like a great icebreaker, but it's beautiful to watch, and it's beautiful to, like when I'm doing it, I just I can picture what it feels like around me. What is it you enjoy about tickling? I can't control it. Yeah. I can't. It's just like I can't tune it out. It's there. Yeah. And what's crazy, because I wasn't ticklish for like a very long time. It wasn't really until I started losing more weight that it kind of just came up. But it's like I've been into it since I was young. Mm-hmm. And uh, Being tickled? Yeah. Um, it was just like I was never ticklish. So I was like, oh, this is kind of like just, it just lived in my head. It was just like a fantasy that I could never have and now that it's like I actually am it's scarier I don't know if that tickling makes sense. is scarier yeah like that's because a, it's a totally involuntary reaction cause, yeah because I can't turn it out I can't turn it off like for piercing I know it's coming yeah. and I can zone the pain to like that spot I can focus there for tickling I can't it's just like oh fuck oh fuck <laughs> 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 and you, so you but you, it's fun so it's just yeah, but it's yeah. still so, I don't know. Is there, I mean, I imagine there are people who have a variety of different kinds of things they enjoy about tickling that's just like any other kink, mm. right? Is there anything specific? Like, is it, it, does it, is it best if you're bound at the time? Is it best if it's like... I like takedown. Takedown tickling. Yeah, like you have to be strong. You have to be stronger than me. And to, to be able to hold you Yeah, down I like it better like that because I want to fight. Like I wanna... <laughs> <laughs> the wrestle. I want to, yeah. Here I was sitting there thinking to myself, Oh, this is something that's kind of sweet and innocent about Widow, and, and you know it's really it's really endearing. And she's like, "Cause I want to fight." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I don't want to win. <laughs> right, right, right. I picture I picture somebody like Elseed from True oh, Blood, fuck yeah, wrestling you and picking you up and throwing you onto the bed and then pinning you down. She's and getting all flustered. You and fucking you at um, the this, same this time. Is a good, this is a good visual. I like where this is going. <laughs> uh, is it is it a sexual arousal too for you? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like. 
like number one. Re- number one. That's probably why she and I, you know, it's fun and it's kinky and all kinds of things we've done together. We don't touch the tickling because it's. She'd turn into a monster. <laughs> she, she was like. It's like my true she, substance. She'd be asking to live here too, and she'd be <laughs> asleep in the dog's crate, and she'd be begging me to tickle her all the time. Well, and it would just—it might, you know, it could potentially fuck with the friendship. Well, so you know, we're, we're always trying to convince her that she should get an apartment in our building. I think we know how now. <laughs> just once a month, when you pay that rent check, you just come on up and be a quick little tickle thing. We'll hold you down. We'll both hold you down. Pickle, then pay the rent, and then that's I it. never thought I'd be having this conversation. I'm just going to say this. This is really like, whoa, for me. <laughs> Tickling might, always, might also be some sort of your own unicorn, something that you... It was throughout the time that I've known you something that was kind of sacred that you never really engaged in and maybe that's changed and you've experimented with it more now but uh, it's it's kind of like I think this. I'm, just, I'm getting more comfortable admitting that I'm into it as for I'm like for, for a long time I was just ashamed that I was into it like, yeah I had no idea until you told me recently yeah yeah you wouldn't even mention it to me yeah I was just like I was just like I felt like such a pussy thing to be into <laughs> I was like oh Jesus come on you get pierced. You can take this shit. You can do this. And Knock a guy's this. eye out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this, really? I so. guess everybody has their button. I guess so. But, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, I indulge when I can. But I've actually been indulging. So that's, it's like. How have you been indulging? I'm on TMF. It's like a forum or like on some of the groups on FetLife. Like, I'll start talking to people. <laughs> TMF was, stands for? Uh, Tickling Media Forum. Oh, okay. So, like, I'll try to, like, meet up with someone, and then I have no time. I'm like, yeah, let's meet tomorrow. Oh, I can't tomorrow. How about, how about next? No, oh, I can't. I'll get back to you, and then I never get back. Right. Like, that's pretty much how it goes, because I'm, like, I'll have the time, but then I'm like, but I could be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I don't, cause I, I, it's just it's fear. Like I won't go do it. Have you done it before? Yeah. You so you have you have experience with. Yeah, it. I've done it before. Like and it's usually when I'm not in this area. When, when it's happened to you before, is it something you initiated or someone else did? It just kind of happened. I contacted somebody. Like you I'll, contacted- I'll usually be the one. To, I've posted on Craigslist before. Yeah. And then just never follow through. I just wanted to see what people would say to me. And And mostly they say yes. Yeah, it's pretty much, really? I've never heard someone's into that? Okay, yeah, sure. But then they don't understand it anyway. But you need someone to understand it. Yeah, I feel like you need, because you really need someone to understand what you're looking for um, when you want to be like held down. Like, it's not just like a quick thing. It's Mm. like you want to have it last for at least longer than five minutes. But like not, like just, you just want, you want the, what's the word? T&D, T's in denial. Right. It's like you just want to like just be like, told it's going to happen but then like see how long it takes for it to actually happen so how did how did you met these people through craigslist or how did you uh one of the person one of the people i met i was um in florida and so i just contacted them like i'm in florida i'm only gonna be here until wednesday you can come monday or tuesday and then i'll never see you ever again (laughs) so he did and he was into it yeah he was into it but it's just the initiation like the actual Actually taking part of it, it's just like so. I guess I'll lie down. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll attack me now, maybe? It's, yeah, it's it's very awkward because if you you really need to have like a chemistry with someone for that like flirty aspect to sure. happen, but it's just like it's when it's forced, 
it's not the same. Sure. So it's like that's why it's like I really never bring it up. It's but you still enjoyed it. It sounds. I like. do. Oh yeah, it was fucking awesome. It's fucking masturbating material forever. <laughs> so okay, do you, do you mind if I ask you like, I say so you he's. Yeah, you broke the ice. I'm good now. Okay, so <laughs> you go from tickling to sex, or it's just tickling, or how, I mean. Um. People like um, it's it, I have had just tickling before, but then I've had um, the tickling and sex when I was when I'm with somebody. That's usually rare well, though. Cause what's your what's your ideal? I mean, both. What, yeah, yeah, you want both? Oh yeah, definitely both. But it's usually um, if I meet somebody off one of the forums or Craigslist, I don't know them. I just want this thing. It's safe. It's like I'm not gonna catch anything. Right. Um, but I don't wanna. So, I usually don't. I usually don't want to fuck the person. Like I'll meet off that unless I've actually talked to them. For a little bit longer, I need to have that kind of trust. Yeah. For that, at least, for because it's like it's too vulnerable for me to allow someone to like take me down and then all of a sudden they go psycho. Yeah. You know, so it's too. I don't know. How long does it usually? I mean, like in your in your fantasy or in your ideal situation, say if a if a guy met you and you he was like, all right, uh, I'm so into this, but I need to know like, what is the negotiation for tickling? Is it like. You you've got to know how 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 long it's gonna last. Is it gonna be like a five minute thing, half hour, hour? Yeah. Well, no. I I usually say like I'll usually tell them like it's like I usually say don't go longer than a certain time, or mm-hmm. I'll say um, my safe word. Right. So um, they just listen for that. Because it's really physically, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Tickling is really physically intense. Mm-hmm. Probably more so than spanking in a lot of ways. Well, because all of your muscles are. It's almost. I mean. It's almost, I mean, it's almost like having a, as far as how much your your body exerts itself, it's like having an orgasm for X amount of time. I've I mean, had a tickle-gasm before. A tickle-gasm? Is what it called? I call it that. That's awesome. <laughs> how does, how did, was there any... No, it was just because I was tickling them. Oh, you were tickling someone and, else? Yeah. And, like, they were bound, and then I can, like, when they go into, like, that silent laughter yeah. part, it's just, that's what I like. I don't know what it is. So it's you like had they're an hysterical. Orgasm. They just yeah. have no air left yes. in their lungs they are, and they're still trying they're just, to exhale. They're trying to tell me to, please don't. So it works and, both ways for you. Yeah. You're both top and bottom for tickling. Yeah. Every fetish has its particulars. It's language. It's language. Like, oh. Like, huh. like you'll, you'll talk to a foot guy. I went on, I was just browsing FetLife. This is long ago. I remember like there was a foot thing, right? And I have a fetish for just about every part of a woman's body, so I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll see what's what's the big deal Her for this. Earlobe. Right. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I can appreciate every inch of a woman's body, but I don't have like a thing. And then legs and ass. Little legs and ass, sure. But I, Hello. but I, I, I don't go to a forum and say, oh god, the curve of her. You know, I don't, I don't do that. I'm not that into it. But like, there was like one specifically. There was like a foot fetish group on FetLife that was just about high arches. You know what I mean? It was Heard of that. that particular, or there's one yeah, or just long about te- long toes. Yeah. or the ball is like sticking out really far. Yeah, I've seen. I've heard of that. I didn't know there's a certain. I didn't know there was a specific. Yeah, but there's very specific. So like, is there some sort of specifics to tickling that either you giving or getting? Well, I, there's certain like I guess people have their certain spots. Like their most spot. Um, Are you like, oh god, I'm not an armpit tickle person. No, I'm definitely, you know. A lower back person. Lower back, or whatever. You lower know what I'm saying? Foot person. Oh, I see. Oh, no, I like more, like, just, like, from the knee, like, torso, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I don't like, really, my feet. Yeah. Know. You don't need to touch my feet. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just pretty much, like, 
ribs. That's how you like it on yourself. Like knees, yeah. How about on someone else? Is it just feet? Because I know that'll work. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a lot of devices that you can use. You can just pervert anything in your house. Electric toothbrushes. Freaking a bottle cap. This sure because right it's here. prickly a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on the bottom. Could be anything. So it's I don't like I like because I like the reaction. I, don't, I just don't have that reaction for yourself for right? me. So it's just That's I, get, I get that reaction from them. Right. And and do you prefer them bound or how do you prefer them? Yeah, I want them bound. Yeah. Um, I like them actually like sitting up, so I can like get their their sides too. This but is fascinating and awesome. I is have, it? I have one tickle fantasy. That I've had for years. It must be like six or seven years old now. What's that? Maybe older, but I really want to tie a beautiful female to a chair, force a a funnel into her mouth, and force her to drink until her bladder is full. And she needs to be sitting on like a toilet chair or something with the seat up, and I'll have her bound to it really good. And I want to slide a toilet slave underneath her and then I just want to tickle the shit out of her until she pisses herself huh. and showers all over that guy. So is that, and I, I realize that's a thing too. Tickling someone until they pee, is that? that that's a huge I have thing. tried, man, I have tried tickling, you know, like tickle guys until they piss themselves. I put them in diapers. I've tried it's, to make them pee I on themselves. I understand that here. It's like, they make it sound so easy. It's not easy. You know, I've only ever had one tickle person who asked me and so like I have a fetish for tickling blah 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 actually they worded it as nails uh, didn't say anything about tickling even though that was their main fetish um, he was the only one who's ever come to me and actually been fucking ticklish oh no I hate fake like, like I want to be tickled yeah so tickle me I'm not very ticklish, but tickling's my fetish. I'm like, well, what the fuck do you want me to do with that? I hate yep. that. Like, I on. hate that. It's Come like, on. You want, I want to see the genuine reaction. Oh, I love people that are insanely but, ticklish, yeah, but then those God, are, so many people make it their hard limit. They're like, not tickling. Yeah. I'm like, but that's the best. But you're like, laughing. So you're having so insane. much fun. I know. Boys have, the be- have better reactions than chicks. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, chicks fake it. I like, think I know why you like because because it, it's like reacting laughing. to tickling is so out of character for a lot of guys. Yeah, That's probably why you like it. Yeah, let's try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the look on you, the arm, the slide away, <laughs> slid away, <laughs> the look. Oh, the oh, look didn't even touch you. No, no, that's right. Like, but like, well, thank you very much for sharing that, by the way, I should say. Yeah, that's actually a huge hurdle for myself too, so But it's well, awesome. I think there's cool. nothing that's embarrassing cool to about actually that. being able to talk about it and not feel like I need to go hide in the corner. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Own your shit and help educate the rest. That's why I was just like I'm like that's why I was debating before I'm like, I really want to But there's a lot I guarantee there's someone who's listening right now who maybe felt the same way, sees how bravely you, you're doing I mean but there are people who admit to something so far less is it because it's not crazy that makes you a little self-conscious about it is it because you're not knocking someone's eye out because I have such an image in the scene as like this badass yeah this edgy player yeah for this and it just seems like a counter what's the word contradicts there it is whatever whatever. it's like I feel like I just wait a minute you're not a badass but you are (laughs) a badass that's like 
next to face slapping and <laughs> eating shit, I, I would say that uh, tickling is really high up there on most people's hard limits. So yeah. I think you come out as like being able to take that shit and let alone like wrestle down and yeah. and have the shit tickled out of you and then like flip them over and tickle them and survive that. Yeah. I think that that's like instant badassery status <laughs> in most people because they're like, fuck, I couldn't do that. Next party we go to, I'm going to say, widow, she tickled someone until his eye popped out. <laughs> his eye popped out of his skull. <laughs> So we have a we have a we have a Twitter question. Okay. Um, this comes from let me let me I want to get the wording right because this person is very particular on how they're quoted because they they choose their words very very closely. This comes from Ms. Mona Rogers. We've <laughs> been on this show before. If you want to uh, find the episode where what, the sh- who the what, shit are all these fools? Yeah, I believe is I it. I love it. it. Yeah. Uh, Mona asked, uh, first of all, she said, she asked, when are we doing another round, a round table episode, which we will do, mm-hmm. but we can't have the air conditioning on while we record. And so getting a lot of people, a lot of hot chicks make it <laughs> extra hot. So anyway, Mona asks, uh, ask her when we can trade shirts in the middle of a gay club again. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> so there's clearly a story here. We were, it was, um, I think it was my birthday one year when we went out, um, I forgot which year it was, when we went out to like the Alphabet Lounge and you guys came out, then we all went to the gay club, the monster afterwards and like Mona and I was kind of our spot um, to go to on Tuesdays for disco night. And uh, we went there and we just, we were like, like, I like your shirt, she's like, I like your shirt. And so we just decided to trade just on the dance floor, there's like no real like, like we're making out or anything like that, but I can add that in. We were making out, and we accidentally grabbed each other's shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, were you wearing bras? Yeah. Let me ask you: Were you wearing bras? (laughs) Uh, No. No. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! So you've had a lot of unique experiences. I think so. I kind of just have stories. You've got a lot lot of good stories. I know. It's just like you have to like have a microphone ready for when I walk in the door. Like you won't believe. The shit that just happened. It's just like it just, it's. It's happened come. to me many times when when you guys will be talking and you'll be telling a story or Sal will be telling a story and just you you talking. I'd be like, fuck! Why didn't I need a, a hidden microphone? And then, I, <laughs> and, I can, and then like later, I'll say, hey, I was recording that. Do you mind if I put this on the podcast? Because you got. Um, um, I was reading. I think it was the New Yorker, or New York Magazine had a thing on. They had a sex issue, recently, and in there they had. Uh, a whole bunch of people who were bisexual, tons of bisexual people. And there was one quote that really stood out to me. There was a woman who said, um, whenever she's with a guy, she's missing having sex with a woman. Whenever she's with a woman, she's missing having sex with a guy. Whenever she's like in a relationship or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I can understand that. Is that. Do you feel it similar I can, as well? I, I feel like I could feel that way. Yeah. I've never had, well, except for like my first girl when I was in college, but we both had... Like, she had a boyfriend, yeah. I had my suitors, and stuff like that, but it wasn't like, I wasn't like, if I was just in a monogamous relationship with one sex, I feel like I would definitely be missing something. Yeah. It's like, no, this is just not enough. Is your ideal either I would being in a triad situation, or being, or being in an open relationship with one of those sexes, or... I think, I wouldn't know if I would want a triad. I don't know, I've seen other couples that can do, like, the... Like hers, hers, and his 
kind of situation. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I can do that. It's like I want to have an open relationship with somebody, but I don't want somebody else to always be there. Right. Do you not consider yourself poly? I. It's been when I first came out, like I, I really did think I was. Like it's still, I still take on their values. I understand what it is to like have that dynamic with someone and another couple, and just to have it with each other to trust each other. But it's just as a living situation. Right now, I don't see that happening for me. But it's just, I don't know. It's like I want to have a significant other, but I still want to be able to like open up the relationship to other partners but i want them to have their lives yeah. i don't want my li- my relationship to be their life if that makes sense you don't want multiple relationships right. per se you want you would be open to one strong healthy relationship that allows you maybe as a couple or by yourself to go to swingers parties and kink parties and play freely with other people right like someone like i know that i can play with and trust them and like i know they're safe and i know how they're how they play but this way, it's like they go their way, and then I can come yeah. and go my way. It's like that's that's enough. No strings attached. Exactly. Just fun. Well, I like that. I don't know how I got on the subject with someone recently. Maybe it was in an interview or something. Anyway, um, we were talking about uh, fantasies and stuff like that, and they, they asked what like one of Sod's was, and I, I, I said, well, she she has this thing that she'll mention about, about having a female slave for play and stuff like that, and they said, well, what what would it be like if, if you guys hit it off and she ended up like moving in with you or something like that? Is that something you'd be open to? And you know what the first thing that popped in my head was? I mean, it was like, man, we'd go through a lot of toilet paper then. <laughs> God damn, we'd go through so much toilet paper. Girls go through a lot of toilet paper. This has been so much fun. It was. I am so... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. I really want to know. Oh. Because I've already asked this in person but I think it'd be fun for everybody else cause, especially because we haven't done it in a while but the form spring questions what would be your kinky superpower? Oh yeah what would be your kinky superpower? My kinky superpower uh, You, you want to hear some examples? Yes uh, Mine's incredibly powerful yet totally controllable telekinesis Okay So she can like throw someone on the wall or move <gasps> objects I can levitate myself I can pin them You know just You want to like, be Jean Grey You want to be Phoenix Yeah Yeah <laughs> Without the broken psycho on the inside, but you know, just incredibly powerful, but totally controllable telekinesis. You know, I don't want to accidentally crush somebody's windpipe or their testicles or anything just because I'm giving it a gentle squeeze from across the room. Never, that's like I would never. I just have an empty bag wherever, whenever I thought of a toy, it'd be in the bag. The Mary Poppins bag. Yes, but like I want to just think of the toy. It's like, oh, you ever heard of this? You mean this? <laughs> <laughs> like the, magi- the ultimate magician's hat. Yeah, Dominatrix it's just like, I want, I want Hermione's bag with me at all times. Just stop everything in there, and it's just like, I have that. It's just like, and you can just like fish around in it. That's what I want, the endless play bag. Accio dog quirt. Yes! <laughs> After over three years of uh, us cajoling you, bugging you, prodding you, begging you, you. <laughs> you finally said yes. If someone wants to contact you, is, is there any, you want FetLife maybe? I'm on FetLife, uh, Mistress Widow, and my email is mistress.widow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, all right, finally did it. <laughs> thank you to Mistress Widow, and thank you to everyone who's donated. Massacast.com. Show your support. We're currently at 19% of our goal. We'll talk to you later. What can you do to amuse me now that there's nothing to do? 
TV says busted and can't get a picture. Radio plays nothing but news. Why don't you tickle me? Gee whiz, won't that be fine? What a great idea, what a perfect way to kill some time. Can't stop to think, cause if we do, we'll lose our mind. Why don't you tickle me? <laughs> 